back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Friday, Friday to all of you. My name's Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685. Sutter Eamon text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline. You're listening on the block, 93.7 The Ticket. You can also check us out on the Sutter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Diet starts tomorrow, so head over to Mary Ellen's 27th in Pine Lake. Have Charles and his crew hook you up with a plate strict. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we wanted to get some of your thoughts on it. Um, Jim Harbaugh has said that he expects to be at Michigan next year. Um, do you buy that? I'll just go ahead and say that. Do you buy that? Well, I'm going to say um, as more things are starting to come out, and it's starting to compound. You can understand p- the potential of him wanting to uh, dip and and slide out. Um, it sounds like there are some things maybe coming to a head out there with Jim Harbaugh with regards to NCAA violations. But yeah, they're saying some of the violations are pretty minor. Uh, that's that's what's being uh, reported. Dan Wetzel of uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh, it's reported that the NCAA is investigating Michigan and Harbaugh for numerous potential rules violations. Um, the thing about the violations, though, is that and it, that puts the Michigan program in danger is the fact that uh, they can become a bigger issue if the NCAA alleges that uh, Harbaugh misled the investigators in those um you know, in, in those inquiries. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think he would probably be looking for a good exit strategy. One, uh, I think he, he loves Michigan, and I think he'd want to mitigate any uh, harsher penalties that would come down against him. Uh, and two, I think that, um, you know, he he wants to make sure it's in a good space and, and, and maybe the brunt of it goes with him as he leaves the program. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what goes on with that. Do you think so? I, I doubt it. I, I doubt. I doubt he'll. I doubt he'll remain if these allegations are going to come down the the pipe. Well, what's so interesting about this is what happens to the current players on Michigan. And I I, I hate to throw this out to you, Strick, but I'm going to do Housman. it. I was just about to say it. What happens with Ernest Hausman? I mean, do you as a program try and get him back? I mean, he's from Nebraska. He's already played for the program. But at the same time, he said, no, you're not good enough. I'm going to decide to go play for one of your rivals. I think that's the most interesting aspect of all of this because if Jim Harbaugh does end up leaving Michigan, he is a big part of their recruiting. He's a big part of their program. He's a big part of their culture. If he's moving, then then what happens from then on and what happens with an Ernest Hausman? Well, uh, the the likes of an Ernest Hausman is – I, I think it would be a tough road, tough sledding uh, in multiple ways of him coming back. One, um, I can understand why he left because there are so many, uh, so many, so many uh, uncertainties out there. Uh, I'm sure he had a great relationship with Rude. 
Um, and, and, and so you lose that connection and then you're having to, as a young man, you're having to now learn a whole new system, a whole new defensive coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator, a whole new linebacker coach that you're going to have to try to win over. You might not be his guy. He may have guys in mind. You know, you have all these dynamics that you have to deal with. So, uh, I'm sure there could be allegedly, uh, some words that went out, you know, as coaches are shaking hands with the with the team. Uh, you know, you throw out a couple of verbs into the ear of the young man. Um, yeah. I remember a time when I um, we played Kansas and um, I finished playing against Kansas. And, you know, I got a chance to just talk to Roy in the back. And uh, Roy Williams is, is, is uh, you know, there was no collusion, but he just basically said, man, I sure would have loved to have had you in the program. But, you know, obviously, you know what happened when we took Rex. You know, that makes you feel good as a player. And I can see possibly something like that. A coach running over to young Hausman and just saying, yo, man, you know, man, you would fit our program real good. I mean, nothing crazy, but just throw that out like that. That puts a plug in the young man's ear. But now he can find himself out there and and, and, and just in, you know, uh, two in, in, in La La Land, you know, because it's just now there could be uncertainty there. Some of the staff will probably remain. They may do something internally. Who's going to be the replacement for that? And and I even have bigger questions. And I, I, you know, I don't know if Austin wants to answer this question, but I want to throw this out to Austin. Austin, you know, with what we just saw now, right, with the, the playoffs, them losing in the semis, Ohio State, Michigan, both taking L's in the semis. And, uh, you know, they fought their butts off, but ultimately taking L's. Um is this is this a change of the guard as we prepare to move out of East and West in the Big Ten? This is going to be the last year. Next year, 2023 of, of East and West divisions is going to go over, I think, to uh, a cumulative by way of percentage mm-hmm, yeah. uh, method. Mm-hmm. But who who is an emerging team in the Big Ten that can fill a void that possibly presents itself? Because now you got to figure Ryan Day's on the hot seat. Yep. You got to figure now Harbaugh leaves. There's mm-hmm. going to be an empty void there. Who who do you think or perceive potentially can 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 fill a void? And then after that, I'm going to come back. I want to come back with Nate because I've got some schedules and you know there's some cook, cupcakes, but I can also <laughs> see something trying to play out in the schedules for next year. But go ahead, Nate. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Austin. I think the obvious answer is Penn State, given how close they've been. I know they lost to both Ohio State and Michigan State. Um, I know Franklin Big had win in the Rose Bowl. Big win. Big win. The, the wing T. Stricky, so they're running the wing T. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I know. Sean Clifford will finally be gone after his 47th year in college. But Drew Aller played fine in the reps he got. They have two good young running backs. We know uh, James Franklin can coach defense. Manny Diaz did a pretty good job this year. And yeah, I know Penn State got beat by both Ohio State and Michigan. Penn State led at least one of those games at halftime. Michigan steamrolled him in the second half, and it took a heck of a. Uh, late third, early fourth quarter from Ohio State to finally put Penn State away. So that's a program that I think has been recruiting well enough to compete right now. And if either of those two programs are in turmoil, yeah, sure, Ohio State and Michigan are Ohio State and Michigan. They'll find a good coach. They'll find someone. But even if they take you know another half step back to Penn State's level, that opens the door for them right there. I'm not sold on Michigan State. Um, curious to see what new coaches in the Big Ten West can do in terms of Nebraska and Wisconsin, I think, are two that come to mind. 
I would say Iowa, but look at all the turmoil over there as well. How long is Kirk yeah. there? What's going yeah. on with Brian Burns there? Got, right. So right. I, I think that's a, a team that you look at how, how consistently they've been able to win eight, nine games. Can they take that next step without divisions? I think divisions have helped the Big Ten West teams. You know, without divisions, I think Penn State benefits more than anyone because they won't be forced to see Ohio State and Michigan every year. More often than not, they will. But those years, they only get one of them. They managed to win that game. They're in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Great stuff, uh, Austin. Uh, so, Nate, as I look at the schedules here, you know, you have Illinois. I, I see a lot of cupcake action. Actually, uh, the Illinois Meat could be seat. a little bit trouble. They got to go to uh, Kansas. Kansas ain't no punk right now, the way that they've been playing. Going to Kansas, you get Penn State at home. I think that's going to be a significant game, September 16th for Illinois. The rest of it is, you know, you know, a little cupcakey, uh, other than the fact that they've got to fa- face Big Ten West teams. Um, Mr. DC. Indiana, yeah, Indiana, nothing really that moves you there. Uh, first, right out the box with Ohio State, that already sends them down the barrel. Um, Iowa. Nothing in, intriguing there. Tough game at Penn State. They've got to go to Iowa State as well. So there's going to be a few things there that they're going to have to face as well as trying to get redemption with Nebraska. But they've got all of these games on the road. So that's going to be tough sledding for Iowa. Maryland, we're, we're you know, they're, they're other than the Virginia game, there's really cupcake on, on, on their schedule outside of the Big Ten play. Um, then you go to Michigan. It looks like Michigan – uh, and and even uh, Ohio State are setting themselves up outside of the Notre Dame game, um, mm-hmm. Nate. Mm-hmm. They're setting themselves up for trying to get into another run. Um, but the ones that are kind of putting themselves in schedule, um, you know, tough game potentially if West Virginia can get it uh, turned around for Penn State. But other than that, they got to go to Ohio State and they've got but they got Michigan at home and they've got Michigan State. So it's a tough sledding for Penn State and. Uh, you know, I see one thing that's in common, and this is the last thing, and I'll let you speak. I see Wisconsin is going to face Washington at Washington, and then I see Michigan State is going to face Washington at home. Why is that? I want to throw that quick tidbit out for both because that's intriguing to me. That it seems as if Washington's trying to get in to put their bid in to see about making a jump to the Big Ten. Like, let me face these Big Ten teams. Maybe we put, you know, we, we, we beat them up a little bit. So we're going to play a couple good Big Ten teams and then see if we can maybe get a call from the Big Ten to come over. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Strick. I, I don't know how much that's going to play into things because when you look at Washington – I just don't know because at some point my assumptions that the Pac-12 and the Big 12, right, and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 I think are going to kind of become their own power conference and combined forces, and I think that's probably where Washington would fit in. But then you look at the regional aspect of it. For crying out loud, USC and UCLA are going to be coming into the Big Ten, and if you're doing portals or little pods, I think Nebraska is unfortunately going to get USC and UCLA because they're the farthest team west before them. So I think that might be an issue. I I just look at – the schedule, and I want to point out Nebraska for just a second, Strick, before we, we get to break and shoot out with Strick. I was talking about this yesterday, and you can go through the schedule, and I know that we do this every single year, but if you go through Nebraska's schedule, I don't care if it's year one or if it's year 11 for any coaching staff. 
under no circumstance should you have less than six wins. And, I, and I'm going to stick by that. And I said the same thing this past season, too. And I think that it was a huge disappointment that they didn't get to six wins. So I, I just look at the schedule. And, and like you said, you look at these Big Ten teams, I think some of these schedules might be skewed because a lot of them don't have difficult schedules. If you look at the Big, mm-hmm. the Big Ten West holistically – yeah, you're going to play a Purdue, Northwestern, Iowa, and you're going to beat up on each other. None of those teams scare me. Why am I going to be scared about mm-hmm. Iowa? Why am I going to be scared about Northwestern, whose only win was against Nebraska last year? Why am I going to be worried about Wisconsin? They've got a new coach, too. They're incorporating a new offense. Like I, Purdue's losing their coach and their quarterback. If you're a Big Ten West school, I don't care – all of them, including Nebraska, you should be looking at six wins, and I think Nebraska's in that category as well. Well said. Well well, well stated. Um, I think that's some good points. I mean, there's a lot more we could have dug into there, um, dug into that topic, but uh, just didn't have enough time. But, we'll, you know, we may be able to get back to it. Maybe me and Austin can pick up on back. it sometime. Hey, we, we, we rejoin. It. There's plenty to talk about when it comes to scheduling, Strick. It's the off season. Oh, yeah. That's the time to do it. Oh, yeah. That's the time to do it. But we got to take a quick break. We got shootout with Strick next. Strick, I will say you have big shoes to fill because in shootout with Jay yesterday, he got a flawless victory. So I'm expecting the same from you. We got to take a quick break. Again, shootout with Strick, $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Coming up next right here on the block. <laughs> 